0: Decent. I'm Dr. Renee Sunday, I know you're having an awesome, a a wonderful, a super fantastic day, evening, or afternoon, depending on if you hear live or you're listening to the podcast or the archive. I am Dr. Renee Sunday, and I am the platform builder. Some people call me the be seen, be heard, get paid expert, because you know what? You got to be seen, you got to be heard <laughs> to get paid, right? So, you know, I have been entrusted to do those things, and I take it very seriously in the things that I do and I have been entrusted with. What we do here at Good Deeds is help you shine your light to the world. And what is your light? Your dreams, your goals, your passion, your purpose, and your destiny. The reason you were born, the reason you have you up at night, the reason you were created is to help other people. You see? To help other people shine their light to the world. Ooh! I'm just so excited and happy, and thank you so much for always supporting Good Deeds and the things that we do. I want to talk a little bit. The question for Dr. Renee, this time we had a similar question to this uh, a while back, but I said we'll, uh, we'll tackle it because it was the way it was said, it was a little different than the question before, but pretty much it's pretty similar. The question is, just like I referred to it a minute ago, that I have I have been entrusted a lot of things. You know, I have the uh, Renee Sunny Enterprises, that's for-profit. I have the Good Deeds Radio and TV show, you know, that's for-profit. <laughs> and then the Sunday Publishing Company, that's for-profit. And then we have the Sunday Foundation, which is non nonprofit organization, 501c3. And pretty much the other things I do in regards to my ministry, speaking, um, Look like I'm missing something. Oh, also the Good Deeds magazine and the different fellowships that I do, it kind of depends. And a lot of the events that I have, it kind of depends on the vision that God has given me. Uh, if it's on the for-profit side or it's on the non-profit side, it kind of depends. So I can't answer that just quick. But the question was, with all the things I have been entrusted with, what do I want people to see in me? So that was kind of interesting. Uh, first of all, I have to say this, and I, I'm going to say it the way uh, Pastor Cliff Dollar said. I have been delivered from people, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, I used to, when I first started this role, I was concerned about, <laughs> concerned about what people say. But you the more you talk, that's better for me. You know, they talked about Jesus, so they know they're going to talk about me. But I'm not really concerned about that anymore. I, I have been delivered from that, and I'm grateful for that. Uh, but the thing about it is uh, I do want people to realize that I am a servant. I do want people to realize that the influence and the impact, I want you to realize that I'm genuine, and I really want you to actually excel in what God has called you to do, no matter what it is, you know? For uh, so sure, you won't see me doing a website, okay? you sure, you won't be seeing me uh, really doing tedious things, you know, ha- uh in regards of technical stuff you know that's why we all work together as a body because there's certain people can do certain things and that's what when they do it easily that's what their purpose is right a lot of times we go through pain to get to our purpose and the thing about it is we need to realize that's our area okay and we have to stay there but that was the a question in a nutshell uh me and of course me the, and the, the person that sent the question we talked a little more in detail. Uh, because uh, they wanted to know, you know, and I, I don't have nothing to hide. I keep it 100, like the kids say. But I do want people to realize that I'm for real, for real, that I have credibility, that I am compassionate, and I do bring, you know, I uh, bring actually valuable, and I want to say valuable at least three times, content. That's what I try. That's my goal to do that. And, of course, my team, first of all, God, he he, may, <laughs> he has me looking, you know, how he wants me to look, and I want to look like I'm a servant of God. And he blesses me, and he blesses you. He's not leaving you out, okay? <laughs> but I, I I my team have me looking good, and um, I respect when people come to me to do things, and I, I I want them. I do have people in my inner circle that keep me straight, right? Because you know I'm where from. Okay, amen. <laughs> but I just wanted to answer that right quick. That's it. If you have a question, sent in to our website, com, And actually, uh, that'll be at... Dr. Renee question that we have every week. But I don't want to delay because we have a powerhouse, powerhouse, powerhouse in here today. We have C. Michelle Atkins here. You know, I just love her spirit, the purple poet. She's an educator. She's a motivator. She is the person that you actually really need to have in your corner because if you feel in some kind of way, and I'm going to say it that way, (laughs) she's going to actually move your soul and bring you more in tune with what you are really born to be, your spirituality, of what God has for you, And what the saying said, "What's for you is what for you." So we want to welcome, welcome none other than C. William Atkins to Good Deeds. Are you there?
1: Yes, I'm here.
0: All right. I think I need to. My team, said, I need to make a correction. I said Williams. I think that is Steve Michelle Atkins. So get that right. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I have to keep it 100. The reason I probably said Williams, my nephew goes by his initials, and that's what his initials is, a CW, and he's Clifford Williams. So so I give a shout-out for him, okay? But, but please forgive me for that. Uh, how are you doing today?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm great. I just thank you for being in your purpose and being here with us today here on Good Deeds. Thank you for having me again. (laughs) I love her, she supports us. But let's let's dive deep in this because you bring so much value to the plate whenever you you say things. Tell us a little bit more about yourself and the amazing things that's going on in your life.
1: Okay, well, um, as you said, I am an author. I just self-published my third book entitled Poetry for Your Soul. I also uh, recently co-authored an anthology on divorce, and it is entitled How Divorce Became My Deliverance. Um, My book, Poetry for Your Soul, just debuted on September 1st, and the anthology debuted on September 19th. And as you said earlier, I am an educator. I've been in early childhood education for about 22 years. I am currently in kindergarten uh, with Fulton County
0: Schools. Oh my God! Now that's a whole. I got to pause right there. That's a whole other level. The kindergarten, because that's I, that's where the kids. They say they They don't want to. They don't want to sit down. They want to go everywhere. But the, I still remember my kindergarten. I remember all my teachers, but uh, the kindergarten teacher had so much patience. <laughs> so I commend you <laughs> for that. Thank you. Wow, wow. Well, let's start from the meat, because I always like to know uh, if, if it's okay, how did you actually get into being an educator? Because that, that, that is very powerful to know the foundations. Uh, especially, I got to go back again to the kindergarten. You you are, you are chosen for this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think
1: after 22 years, yes. <laughs> um. Well, I actually got started when my own children were in Head Start. My oldest daughter um, was in the Head Start program, and I was a volunteer parent, and I volunteered just about every day, and her teachers recommended that I, you know, fill out an application for an assistant teacher position. And that's kind of how everything got started. I I did the application, and I got hired um, with – Clark Atlanta University Head Start program as an assistant teacher, and I just, you know, moved up through the ranks from there. You know, from an assistant teacher to becoming a lead teacher in Head Start, and then I went to the public school system.
0: Wow, (laughs) I just love it. So, when you act as an educator, how did you, you know, somewhat? um pretty much ignited that passion for you to be in poetry Are you there?
1: Okay, yeah, kind of went out for a minute.
0: I was saying in regards to you becoming a poet, how how did that journey uh emerge?
1: I actually started writing poetry when I was a child, when I was in elementary school. Um, I had some poems and some short stories published back then. At that time, a lot of public schools used to publish a book that had poems and stories from the different schools in the public school system, and they would publish the kids' writings in those books, and I actually had some poems and short stories published during that time not really thinking, you know, that I was going to become a poet slash author. Um, and I made a book. I think I was in the fourth grade. I actually I made the book myself with my own two hands. I wrote the words in the book. I drew the pictures because, you know, I, I think of an artist too. So I, I drew the pictures. I was the author and the illustrator of the book, and I actually put the book together with the construction paper, the the tag board and put the whole book together. And the book was entitled Smart Frog and Lazy Toad. And I would, I would never forget it. That was my actual first book. Wow.
0: Oh, that is just so powerful. Oh, I just love it. I, you know, I, ladies and gentlemen, I have to say this, precious kids, uh, sometimes they'll do things and they'll say things you like, wait a minute, my kids put me in check. Ha, <laughs> ha, <laughs> so listen to what the kids say. They actually have so much wisdom and knowledge. Oh, wow. But, but let me ask you this. when So that so that gift was already there, as most of us, you know, all of us, our gifts are there when we're born, but certain things spark it, you know, and things that we actually get back into that. Uh, how did you come up with the purple point? Because I just love that because I love the royalty of, of the color, you know, purple anyway.
1: Well, purple is my favorite color. It's been my favorite color since high school, and I've been out of high school for 30 years now. But, but that's my favorite color, and, mean I am a poet, so I just, me, the two just went together. So I just self-titled myself the purple poet. I've always been a lover of poetry. You know, Like I said, I started writing poetry as a child in elementary school, and I have just always Love poetry, and you know I've loved the color purple, and you know I've you know looked up the color purple, and purple stands for royalty um and also for love it's the color of love, so both things uh <laughs> they explain who I am royalty and I am love, so i'm the the purple poet.
0: Oh wow! I love that, and you are—you do have a very warm spirit and very bright. I mean, and I—I I have to go back, great educator, because I'm like, okay, you—you you, you give us <laughs> peace and joy, and, and, and that we actually can learn and and, and be empowered to, to to continue out our purpose. So I—I <laughs> I just love it. I just love it. But so let me ask you this. Um, because I know a lot of people nowadays, if you uh, and I'm dating, we dating, like you said, 30 years out of school, et cetera. But, you know, when we were coming from school, they tried to make us, I'm going to say that, tried to make us go by different format of poetry. One thing I really like, and I would love to hear your take on this now, especially with the spoken word that is so amazing now in the world, especially with our millennials, that, Pretty much now, from my understanding, please correct me if I'm wrong. It's really not a set pattern like they tried to teach us in school about the format of poetry.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, I just write what I feel. I don't follow any type of style, you know. Like I hear, you know, people will ask me, or well, what, what's your style of writing? I really don't have a style. Uh I just freestyle. And that's just what I do. I write what I feel and you know, sometimes I I'm driving and words come in my head, I'm like, I gotta I gotta get this down, I gotta write it down or I'll lose it and I'll, you know, I'll put it in the memo on my phone or I'll write on a napkin, I'll write on a, a paper bag, something so that I won't forget, you know, the words that are coming to my head. And it's just whatever, you know, something may inspire me, you know, may inspire those thoughts and those words. And, you know, I just have to get it down, you know, so I won't lose it. But I I really don't use a writing style. I just freestyle and write whatever comes to my heart.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I do the same. But let me tell you this. I have to tell that the, well, now this is for all writers, not just emerging, but you know, when I teach a class with, uh, for writers, I I kind of always, say, especially in Atlanta, you can do this, but in and where you live. <laughs> uh, I love to go to the mall. I love to go to the park, but uh, you know, I love nature, but uh, and then especially amazing is the airport, Atlanta airport. I'm uh, not saying I'm, I'm, I'm a I guess, lack of a better word, people watcher, especially when I meet babies, and and babies have different names and stuff now, and I always, you know, I say, oh, when I write my story, your baby, they ain't going to be in it, you know, that type of thing, because when you watch people, especially if you're doing what, I can't say fictional, it's kind of across the board, that you actually... Uh, even I got oh this coming my fear. Even when you being a business owner, you have to have your avatar. An avatar in a nutshell is who you sell to. And so pretty much in a nutshell you need to know what that person is. Like my ideal customer is Christina Williamson. And I can tell you from how tall she is, what she likes to do on Friday night, I can tell you the whole thing and that's how my marketing is concise. But the same thing is when you're writing of your books, it's a certain person you're gonna use in regards of your ideal client, and that's how you do your marketing. I mean, check it out, check it out with the big boys. I mean, like Bishop Jakes, Coca Cola. Look on Coca Cola uh, website; they don't have who they target audience is on there. I just have to say that because I'm like that was just you know my teacher spirit came out. So I'm sorry, Seamus. Michelle. <laughs> But it's so powerful. <laughs> but so with the things that you have written now, I really love the one that because you know how divorce became my deliverance. That that that's a mouthful right there. That's in the <laughs> title.
1: <laughs> um, I actually saw like an advertisement. Well, I wouldn't really say it was an advertisement, but. Um, The person, and her name is Alana Washington, she had a post on Instagram, and she was asking, you know, if there were any women who were divorced and who were authors that had a story to tell, you know, about their divorce. And, you know, I inquired about it, and it was just like, you know, we meshed together. There are nine authors in the book, and we each had a chapter to tell our story. Um, Because, you know, a lot of people, especially going to churches, you know, they put a negative connotation on divorce and, like, divorce is such a bad thing. But there are situations that warrant getting a divorce. And my situation Mm -hmm. was one of them. Um, Sometimes we, you know, we marry the wrong person. And in my chapter, my, my chapter is entitled The Unrelationship. And I chose that title because that is the title of my second book. Uh, my second book is entitled The Unrelationship Book, Getting Out of Your Own Way. And
0: oh. I titled
1: my chapter after my book. And, I, you know, I talked about a lot of things that I also talked about in my book, like being unequally yoked, being with someone that you are too, and you know you, you're too different People, but when you marry someone, you should marry someone that mirrors you. And, you know, you marry somebody that you really have nothing in common with. And when you're in that situation, it just totally does not work. When you don't really agree on anything, when your backgrounds are vastly different, your upbringings, I mean, even the person you are. You know, when you marry that person, you are totally different people. You're on totally two different wavelengths, and you just don't mesh. And that's what my situation was. And then also dealing with the domestic violence. And, you know, it was just a situation that I had to get out of. And divorce was definitely my deliverance from a life of misery, a life of hell, violence. It divorce was my deliverance. And you know, the other ladies, their stories are powerful as well. And you know, we just wanted to shed some light on the the blessing part of being divorced. That is not negative, you know, And, you know, I grew up in church, and, you know, I know, you know, the preacher made it up there and said, you know, when you get married, you're supposed to stay married for life. And, you know, the Bible says, you know, you can't divorce your wife or whatever. But there are situations that we get into, and it's, you know, maybe because we're selfish and this is what we thought we wanted, and then we get into it and we see it's nothing like what we desired, it's nothing like what we wanted. And, you know, it's going to hurt you more to stay in it than to get out. So if you're in that situation, you, you need to get out.
0: Mm hmm. Amen. Well, let me, let me, if you don't mind, can we go down that road just a little bit, you know, especially, you know, with the awareness that we celebrate in this, you know, this month, domestic violence and also with breast cancer. Um, what do you think in a contrast from when you experienced that to now? Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the statistics hadn't gotten better; actually, getting worse, and actually, it's becoming more prominent in women, and, and excuse me, in men, more uh, um, it's kind of catching up to the women numbers a little bit. But but what can um what is this? What I because I always like the home on and the resources. Do you think the resources are getting better or 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 really not people saying they get better but they really not in regards to getting help and awareness and education when it comes to that?
1: Um, I don't I don't feel personally that it's getting better. Um you know, and I, I wanna speak well, I mean, I was gonna say to younger women, but older women are enduring it too but a lot of young girls you know think well because he has money or he has a car he has this he has that that i'm going to put up with whatever you know so that i can get a piece of the pie and you don't know you know what you're costing yourself you you know it could cost you your life because you're you know you you're looking at things and you're just Taking whatever he gives you because you wanna you know you know he'll say, "Well, I'm sorry, and I'm not gonna do it again, and then give you a hundred dollars or four hundred dollars and say, go buy your pair of shoes or whatever and that could be your your last <laughs> your last moment here on this earth, and it's it's just not worth it, we gotta boost our self esteem you know we have to let Women across the board know that they don't have to endure that. Know that there is a way out.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Amen. Amen. And then I have to say this, but I, I I know, and I'm coming from this. The reason I'm saying this because I live in Atlanta, but I, I'm I'm sure uh, there are resources in your area as well. But I know here in Atlanta. I think I told this uh, scenario before, but let me just say it quickly. Um, one time, actually, I forgot this part, but I'm gonna say this part now. When I actually had an Android, now I'm with an iPhone. Uh, my phone wouldn't work, and I, my car broke down on the interstate. Uh, the phone allowed me to call. Um, you know how your phone will still work on the 911. So it called 911, then it hung up. So they got enough of a signal, if you will, that the uh, state trooper came on uh, I-75. Y'all know about that. That's the main inner, main highway kind of going through Atlanta, going to Yeah, uh, Florida, I- I'm right here, I-75. I-75. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about? But, uh, the tro- <laughs> so the state trooper came I immediately uh, and I looked at my rearview mirror, I'm like, Okay, that isn't true. But I which I was happy. But anyway, he was able to call trip right dot, dot. but the point I wanna get at, if you're familiar with a lot of the wrecking services, they won't for and for example, especially if it's close to five o'clock and this what this was, they want they won't take you home because the dealership or the place you are taking the car is already closed. When, it wasn't wise in a nutshell for me to go there. But anyway, the point I want to get at—he dropped me at a at a uh, QT gas station, and I was standing outside, and I kind of noticed that the people worked inside kept looking at me. Well, let me fast forward the story a little bit. Come to find out, and I didn't know—that's why I love to ask the question about resources here in Atlanta, and I'm sure it got to be some similar in the different cities. Uh, QT is considered to be a safe house meaning that it's a place that women, men, children can go when they seem that they're in danger. And so they eventually came out and asked me, ma'am, ma'am, are you okay? And I was on the phone with one of my good friends, and um, they, they, they didn't, you know, they wanted, I had to go inside of the QT. They would not let me stay outside to the QT until the cab came. And I appreciate that, and the man ended up explaining why, so I know here in Atlanta is QT, but I'm sure like Circle K. I mean, what's that? Uh, uh, Circle K and all them kind of places that that's in the uh, Florida area have some similar. So I do agree with you, see Michelle, that uh, the resources are out there, but they got to be out there so we can know about them. And so uh, that's why I would always love to share that because I wasn't aware of that at at, at all with that that situation. So. So, you know, we have to take pride, and I love you said about the, the confidence and the self-esteem. We really have to uh, gather ourselves with that. Uh, but we do, uh, you can be a survivor, uh, you know, and we have resources. If you want to get in contact with us, we do have resources that we can actually and give you information that's privately because a lot of times you have to do this stuff with a strategic plan. Amen? So I'm going to leave it right there. Mm-hmm. But see, Michelle, tell us what uh, you told us in the beginning, what you were working on now and what, you, uh, what you're what you going to do. Uh, the, you know, what's coming down the pipe, how we can support you and the things that you're doing.
1: Okay. Well, right now, you you can purchase my book, Portrait for Your Soul. It is on uh, Amazon, and it's also on barnesandnoble.com. I'm working on getting my book in the actual Barnes & Noble store. I was just over there the other day um, speaking with someone, um, but I'm trying to get it in the Barnes & Noble store. But there's, you know, little things you got to do when you're a self-published author to get the book in the store. Mm -hmm. And I also um, have copies in Nubian's Bookstore. store. um, Mm -hmm. It's in Morrow Mm -hmm. on South Lake Parkway. But I'm I'm working on a children's book. I have not written a children's book since I was in the fourth grade. (laughs) So I'm working on a children's book. (laughs) And my oldest granddaughter is the main character in the book, and I want to get that published before the end of the year so, you know, people can buy the book for their children or grandchildren for the holidays. But um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's what I'm, I'm working on. I said I could not well, be an good. educator for all of these years and not write a children's book because you know, I've worked with children for so long. So that's what I'm working on. And I have a book signing coming up on Friday, October 20th, also at Nubian Bookstore on South Lake Parkway mm-hmm. in my
0: I know exactly where they at, and actually, you you putting a thorn in my side because I supposed to have went by there and I hadn't. <laughs> Hallelujah! I'm glad people send you reminders. Yeah, so you sound like we had to talk. Sound like you on my side of town. I'm on I'm on that side of town. Yeah, yeah. So awesome, awesome. But well, we just celebrate you in that because the thing about it, and I love, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, your authors or you know everybody has a story. See, she has a strategic plan. Because kids with the holidays, she wants to publish her book. And you all right. You have to, everyone wants to self-publish, but you got to do it just right for for to get it in different locations because unfortunate, so many, uh, unfortunate, I'm going to say that one more time, a lot of uh, self-publishers don't, uh, some of them, I hate to say it, don't edit their book, and that's I can't even holler say that out of one breath being a best-selling author and a publisher. <laughs> but unfortunately, um, some people, I, I'm assuming they're not aware. I'm going to just say that and then kind of leave it there. But, but see, Michelle, we do celebrate you and the things that you're doing. Uh, we will support you in the things that you have going on. And, and please tell us how we can First of all, how we can support you in the things that you're doing, and then how we can actually <clears throat> support you on, on social media as well.
1: Um, well, I'm on all forms of social media. So if somebody wants to get in touch with me, I'm on Facebook, um, C. Michelle the Purple Poet. I'm on Instagram at C. Michelle the Purple Poet. I'm on YouTube. It's Cassandra Atkins. I'm on uh, Google+, Plus. also, Cassandra Atkins. I'm on Twitter, CM Purple Diva. Uh think that, think that may be it. <laughs> but um, you can reach me on all of those avenues. And I have another interview on tomorrow on the Removing the Bandages talk show tomorrow at 8 o'clock. And, you know, for the month of October, I'm always looking for opportunities to speak to women about domestic violence because I am a survivor. Um, You know, I have stories (laughs) to tell, a lot of things that my own family didn't even know were going on in my first marriage. So, um, you know, I have a story to tell, and hopefully that story will help to inspire somebody else to get out.
0: But well, we would like, if you, if it's okay with you, can you do us a favor? Uh, if if someone is listening to this live, or someone you know just stumble over it as we try to say, but it's all divine on the, on YouTube or iTunes or or iHeart, you know. It's, tell us, you know, and they going through a situation that they seem that they're not safe. What do you think you what we need to share with them right now that actually could, you know could help them, that could encourage them to that to make that step to something that's going to be safe?:
1: Okay. Um, well, I would say, love yourself, you have to love yourself first, before you can love anybody else. And when I was in my first marriage, I really I married this person because I was, like, the only person in my group, the only single female in my group, and we had kids together. So, you know, I was just like, well, we need to get married. Not knowing, you know, the whole background of this person, you know, later on finding out that there was already situations of domestic abuse and violence, you know, that this person had perpetrated on someone else but you have to love yourself first, you know. And at that time, my my self-esteem was low, you know, going through all of that and then, you know, him telling me, well, if you leave me, nobody else is going to want you and all of this. You have to love yourself first. You have to love yourself enough to get out. And, you know, I was listening to what you were saying earlier, um, Dr. Renee, when you first came on. That you have been delivered from people, and I'm at that point in my life right now. I'm I'm almost 50 years old, and I had to love myself. And I I'm delivered from people what they think about me. I'm at the point now. You know I really don't care. You know I have grandchildren. My children are grown, and you know I used to live to make my kids happy. I wanted to please my my mama. I wanted to please my grandmama, my dad. I wanted to please my husband, make sure he was happy. I wanted to make sure everybody else was happy, and I wasn't. I was miserable. So the the thing is loving yourself, putting yourself first. And If people call it selfish, so what? You're selfish, but you're selfish with yourself. You have to come first before you can show anybody else love, before you can have anything to offer or give to somebody else, you're going to have to give it to yourself because if you're depleted, if you're empty, you have nothing to give to anybody else. So you need to put you first, love yourself, and get out of a situation that could cost you your life.
0: (laughs) That's all right. Thank you because that was from the heart. I I felt that. We felt that. But we want (laughs) to Thank you. I mean, just thank you, thank you, thank you for being in your purpose, number one, and we thank you so much for being a guest, you know, taking time out of being a guest here on Good Deeds with us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Wow. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know you want this replay real quick so you can share it out to somebody, but please, please, uh, you know, support this awesome lady. I mean, see Michelle Acker. She just she gonna tell you the real. I told y'all before we started. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we just thank you for so much, and actually, uh, we thank you for entrusting us with your with the things that go on on in your life. But if you need us here for good deeds for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. Okay, I sure will. Ooh, ladies and gentlemen, another amazing show interview. It, you know the thing about it is, you are you love. Look at I tell people when I coach people, look in the mirror every day and say, I love myself. You gotta love yourself just like we said this today, doing this uh, amazing, exclusive interview with C. Michelle Atkins. We'll have all her contact information on our website, also on our social media platforms. So you can support her and get her material and support her in the different book signings she has coming up. Ooh, I just love it. But, see, let me know. If you want any information about advertising with us, uh, sponsorship of our radio, TV show, and our magazine, please, please contact us at www.Renee, which is R-E-N-E-E Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-Y. Also about our publishing company and our nonprofit organization is actually there as well. Uh, with the nonprofit organization, our mission is one of our major projects. We do scholarships. We have people with the basic needs, things we take <laughs> for granted, Of you know, water, shelter. You know, we take, it, we take it for granted, amen? But we also have a program that we actually go into the intensive care units in the hospital, and we actually take care of the families because the families are there. What they love ones, but if you ever thought about it, how do they eat? How do they change clothes? You're just a, kind of a miniature McDonald's, uh Ronald McDonald house, sort of like that. We so we do that because they can't take everybody, so we actually we fill in that gap, if you will. So also that same information on the same website, which is www.ReneeSunday.com. com. Now, ladies, 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 we're starting our women's fellowship back up. The first one is at a private location, and then we'll be doing one every month after that that you'll see on social media and all over the place. But always remember this. You do have a calling. You have a reason. One, you were born. You are not a mistake, okay? And no matter what you're going through, it's going to make you be a mistake. You are beautiful and wonderful. You are handsome. You do have a calling. You do have the reason you were born, and you gotta do three things. You gotta believe. You gotta trust. And guess what? You gotta walk it out. I know y'all know it. Do the same, do the next part. We gotta don't stop. What? We gotta get it, get it. You know this is good deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.